Welcome to this new podcast for TNET International. My name is Jared Kloffenstein. Most of you know me, but for those who don't, I've been with TNET in some capacity over five years and full-time for almost two, and currently I'm working with the university branch of our ministry. I've heard more than one of the people I work with refer to TNET as the best-kept secret in missions. And man, after seeing the work with people around the world like Joram in Uganda, or Richard Wong and his partner ministry IDN in Singapore, or Paris and her story in Thailand, I totally agree with them, uh, which is why I wanted to do this. So rather than telling you these stories through an email or newsletter, I thought it would be way more beneficial to hear straight from these people on the ground. So I'm hoping this podcast will be inspiring and it'll be some sort of hybrid of stories and interviews, um, as well as maybe discussions on topics like missions philosophy, contextualization, times of failure, uh, and so much more. Thank you so much for listening. This is a new endeavor for us, so please, if you have any feedback, positive or negative, don't hesitate to reach out. On that note, let's get rolling. On this first episode, I'd like to answer a simple question. Why TNET? And instead of me answering, I want you to hear from voices where TNET has had the most reach, the continent of Africa. So you'll hear a bit from the four regional directors there, and at the end of the episode, I'll give you a personal update on my work, especially with great news about accreditation for Telio University. I was the first, uh, first generation believer in my family. It is a miracle, you know. It's not a Christian who invited me to go to the church, my uncle unfortunately who has died just a few months ago. It's because he wanted me to be a good moral man. He asked me to go to the church and his friend took me to the church. His friend, he himself was not a Christian, but I went to the church and the very first day I went to the church, the preacher was preaching from 1 John chapter 1 about the seriousness of sin and the need of salvation. And uh, I was 14 at that time. I was convinced and uh, I have decided to follow Christ. That's what happened in my life. Amen. Amen. This is the voice of Mulugeta Ashagre. Mulugeta, or Mulu as he's often called, resides in Ethiopia and oversees TNET in East Africa as the regional director. He joined TNET as a student in 2015 in Kasumu, Kenya, when he was invited by the current Ethiopian country director, Tess Faye. He explains what made and him then stay. Since then, uh, especially after course one, I was challenged. And at that time, I was a denomination leader. And I was doing more of organizational things, managerial work. And I was far from day-to-day -day evangelism and discipleship program. Uh, so course one really convinced me challenged me to give my full time for this ministry and I'm here. At this point it might be helpful to explain how TNET training works. The mission of TNET is to finish the Great Commission through raising up indigenous leaders, initiating church planning movements, and multiplying disciple makers in every country of the world. So if our goal is to fulfill the Great Commission, uh, TNET's niche in the kingdom of God, you might say specifically giving pastors and leaders the resources to grow healthy churches that multiply disciples. We say all the time that where the American church has all of the resources and none of the passion in many places of the world, 
uh, they have actually the opposite problem. They have all the passion, but none of the tools to accomplish their vision. So we want to meet that need. So if people ask, why is T-networking? We have over 12,000 students and training over 40 countries. I like to explain it a few ways. The first is with three A's, uh, which are accredited, accessible, and affordable. So the first, accredited, our pastor students know they aren't getting subpar training because our bachelor's degree is actually fully accredited. And Telio University, the school branch of our ministry, is a fully accredited institution. So our curriculum covers topics such as Bible interpretation, multiplying disciple-making leaders, doctrine, Old Testament, New Testament survey, church planning, stewardship, the list goes on. The second A is accessible. Since we target students who are already pastors, we want to bring the training to them rather than have a singular campus. Therefore, we have regionally focused training centers with about 15 to 30 students each. Currently, there is hundreds of training centers operating in Africa, Asia, and the Caribbean. The training is also accessible because of the, the structure of it. There's 10 courses. Every student has the same 10 courses, and they meet every four months for a one or two week intensive to go over the curriculum. The months in between, they actually have practical homework rather than a lot of papers, though there are a couple of those, that they apply in their churches. The third A is affordable. Since many of our students live in third world communities, they just flat out wouldn't be able to afford the cost of most accredited institutions. We, on the other hand, only make them pay the cost of printing and some admin fees. So the majority of students will actually pay less than $1,000 for an accredited ministry degree. The other way I like to explain TNET is that it functions with the goal of being indigenously led and funded. Uh, that's a fancy way of saying we don't want countries and communities to need out-of-country missionaries or out-of-country money in the long term to, to sustain their church planning and disciple-making movements. Uh, so how does this play itself out? I'll let our Asian assistant director, Dave Young explain that. Once we have a core group of around 25 to 30, we send our own trainers to teach a fully accredited degree program to that core group, including 10 courses over a period of three and a half years. Halfway through, the core group multiplies to a second generation and begins doing the teaching and training themselves under our supervision. By the time our in-country network is training their third generation, it's often on its way to becoming fully indigenously led and funded. I'd like to get more into the specifics of a lot of these areas in future episodes, but since we're painting a big picture, I want to return to hearing from our regional directors who have all been through the training and why they think there has been success in becoming indigenously led and funded as disciple-making movements in Africa. I am called uh, Ndifomumbe Johnson Zambo. I'm a Cameroonian. Did you grow up in a Christian home? No. I grew up in a mixed uh, family of both Christian and Islam. My father was a Muslim. My mother was a Christian. And how did you become a Christian? Well, I became a Christian uh, because when I grew up, I was so interested in dancing and the church music attracted me to the church. I met somebody who shared the gospel with me and 
I was convicted of my sin and my own way of life that was not pleasing to God. And then I turned over my life to Jesus and then accepted him as my personal Lord and Savior from sin. Praise the Lord. Amen. Johnson explains what attracted him to TNET in the first place all the way back in 2009. I was launched there and I happened to be one of those who wrote my name to begin the training because initially I had been very interested in discipleship programs when I got to church. I wanted to grow first my life and help grow other people's life. I got in touch with other discipleship programs, but most often I would get stuck after I finish. So therefore, when this program was launched, I thought it was something to, to attend. So we registered our names, and in October the same year, 2006, we started the first course with the... As you can hear from Johnson, and what is a repeated refrain from our leaders, is that he came to TNET because he simply wanted to be a disciple maker, and he wanted his church to be effective. The reason Johnson is still with TNET now, as he explains, in a larger role, is because he saw how it helped transform not only his church, but also him personally. Yes, the greatest attraction has to do with my own personal life because the training, first of all, changed my, my, my satisfy my longing for a disciple-making church. Because when I started in a big church in Yaoundé, I, when the responsibility to be involved in leadership, I moved to a smaller church where I tested the program there and saw how it worked. So it was so satisfying. First, for my own satisfaction, I found something that was working. And then I wanted to be an instrument in God's hands through the same program in helping other churches, which has gone a long way to change, bring a new paradigm shift in the churches that are involved in the program. So it's a great deal. It's a wonderful tool for ministry. If you could just tell us your name and the country that you're from. Well, my name is Timoth Kashweka, and I am from Zambia. Did you grow up in a Christian home? No. I don't actually remember my parents ever going to church. And um, I was brought to the Lord uh, by, you know, through an invitation from a classmate, a lady called Anne invited me to a youth meeting and uh, you know uh, at the youth meeting someone was preaching from Hebrews chapter 11 I was actually in high school then and then uh, following day uh, which was a Sunday I went to the main service and someone was preaching on who is Jesus and that's how I gave my life to the Lord but I didn't come from a Christian family Timothy is actually our longest African staff member He's the country leader for Zambia, as well as the regional leader for Southern Africa. Currently, there are only two countries where we are not operating, which is uh, um, uh, Lesotho and Angola. Otherwise, the rest of the countries um, um, have TINET. But TINET has made an impact in my own nation, where we have been privileged to train over 800 pastors uh, before COVID it disturbed us and uh, in uh, other countries like Malawi where over a thousand pastors have been impacted uh, in um, disciple making and other countries as well that are doing so well and so um, 
TNET has made a difference both in the area of church planting, in the area of finances for the local church, in the area of training leadership, and raising disciple-making leaders within the local church. So uh, in that respect, we have actually made an impact in the Southern African region. So it's not only the pastors, but it's come down to a level of uh, disciple-making leaders within the church. Timothy hits on something that's built into the DNA of TNET training. Uh, even though the majority of our students are pastors, we don't want disciple-making to stop there. The mandate of the Great Commission in Matthew 28 is for all Christians. And Timothy points out that TNET helps its students not just in theory, but gives them practical ways to develop leaders and disciple-makers within their church. The other thing that we need to understand is that the pastor, no matter how great he is, no matter how sound he may be, cannot be able to accomplish the work on his own. He's only got 52, 53 Sundays in a year. And if all he's going to do is give out uh, you know, messages on a Sunday, at the most, he can only give out 52, 53 messages in a year. 530 messages in 10 years. In TNET, we seek to train leaders who, on a daily basis, at a household level, uh, are going to impact homes and change them. And so in order for us to be able to reach this group of people and to be able to train them requires a great amount of resources. And so the investment that we receive is one where we are transforming lives, where we're transforming families, where we're transforming uh, 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 disciples uh, at a lower level. All right, if you could give your name and the country that you're from. My name is uh, Reverend Dr. Justifier Ninoy Okwe. And uh, the uh, country leader for Ghana, as well as the Anglophone Region Director for TNET International. Uh, did you grow up in a Christian home? Uh, I would say initially no. My father was an Anglican, but he wasn't born again, so to say. And so a couple of times he took us to the, to, uh, the Anglican church and uh, we followed him to the church because it was mandatory for us when we were kids uh, just to follow your parents to church. So I would say we did not grow up in a Christian home. And uh, secondly, my father was a polygynist uh, he had uh, two wives initially, and then later he he had about two more wives. Well, I would say I became a Christian uh, in 1971, and it was a friend from Calvary Baptist Church in Accra who actually witnessed to me and uh, gave me the opportunity to respond to the gospel message and uh, I accepted Christ and uh, was baptized by an American called James Forster in Calvary Baptist Church in 1973. Justifier, like the others, talked about how much TNET helped him understand discipleship, uh, but he also talks about how it enabled him to multiply church plants. So I became very much interested. I have planted one before, but TNET gave me the motivation and so I was led to 
as, as a church in grace and, and mobilized my church leaders who were able to plant at least about uh, 10 or 12 more churches. Some of, some of them did not survive, but I, I can count that at least six or eight of them have full-time pastors now that are working very hard in their, uh, with their respective congregations. So the motivation came from TNET, uh, the concept of uh, church expansion through uh, nurturing people for church planting, as well as the uh, concept of, uh, you know, growing individual members in the church, identifying leaders and helping them to accept the challenge of nurturing people to grow from one level to the other. Uh, I would say it, it, it provides the understanding that uh, discipleship is uh, a wonderful privilege to take your church members through a systematic period of growth from one stage to the other. So initially, we, we did not have all the skills and the tools to implement it. Mulu is well shared his experience in church planning after going through TNET training. So TNET is doing a great job because we have seen uh, so many church plants in, this, in the country. Let me give you briefly my own history. I remember uh, when I was in Kisumu uh, as a student and the, president, the former president was challenging all of us to adopt at least one ethnic group in our country uh, and to reach with the gospel of Christ. And this uh, time I was really challenged uh, to go out of my comfort zone where we are working in the West and uh, south, northeast part of the country and God spoke to me clearly to go to southwest part of the country, Kaffa, where the coffee is originated. In fact, you know, the name coffee is originated from Kaffa. And uh, God spoke to me and we began to pray with the leadership and God helped us to go there and plant churches. Now we have planted five churches in that area and God is working that. So. Uh, this is what we are doing. TNET uh, and the philosophy really impacted me, encouraged me to go and ad adopt a new people group. And this is happening not only on me, only on me, even it's common with other evangelical pastors in my country who has already attended TNET. Have you found that TNET has made a, a, an impact in making disciples in your country and in, and in your region? Yes, yes. As I have told you, it started from my life. I was, I was really convinced. You know, when I took course one, it took me back to the days when I was converted, and uh, how I grew up, and uh, the need of discipleship, and uh, the life on this earth to live as a disciple was really a, a big. Uh, interest in my life when I was converted. So uh, after a while, I have drawn to the day. The ministry pushed me to another direction. So TNET pushed me back to that ministry where I have begun when I was converted. And uh, it challenged me and also it impacted my church. At that time, I was a 
a denomination leader in Ethiopian Christian Brethren Church. So uh, I went uh, to the leadership and I shared my burden and the leadership was willing and I was able to train uh, nearly 60% of the pastors uh, in my denomination, Ethiopian Christian Brethren Church, and also to evangelicals in Addis Ababa at large. Uh, really, Tinet has convinced the churches and impacted the churches uh, to focus on discipleship and church planting and to finish the Great Commission. There you have it, straight from the mouths of Mulu, Johnson, Timothy, and Justifier. Uh, as promised, I'll give you a quick update on my end. For the last year, I've been a part of a small team of three that have been closely working with the Asian Theological Association, also known as ATA, to achieve accreditation for our undergraduate degrees as Telio University, which is basically the academic branch of TNET. Um, I've got some incredible news that our work has been rewarded and that we're now an accredited institution through ATA, and so the bachelor's degrees we give out have full legitimacy for our students, and we're really excited about this for a few reasons. First, uh, it gives our students confidence in the legitimacy of the training they're receiving um, that are things outside of the amazing things our regional directors just shared. Uh, a second thing it does is it gives us a form of accountability so that there's a level of quality we have to upkeep. Uh, we're really happy about that. And third, there has been, in recent years, some countries where a pastor can actually get arrested if he doesn't have an accredited degree and he's pastoring a church. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true in Rwanda uh, as of the recording of this podcast. So to be able to meet that need of pastors in areas where we're operating uh, is just a massive victory for us as we seek to fulfill the Great Commission in the over 40 countries where we currently have students. Thanks to all of you who have partnered with our ministry financially or in prayer because we, we just couldn't do this without you. Your contribution has literally benefited thousands and thousands of pastors around the world already and uh, we're confident that it will continue to do so. I'd like to thank Assistant African Continent Leader Stephen Sprague who collected all the interviews you heard today as well as Assistant Asian Continent Director Dave Young who personally provided all of the original music for this podcast. So I'm sure we'll talk about that when I interview him on a future episode. Thank you all for joining. And if you're interested in partnering with me or TNET in any capacity, please reach out to me at jared.klopfenstein at tnetwork.com. Once again, that's jared.klopfenstein at the letter T and then the word network.com. You can also go to finishprojectzero.com once again, that's finishprojectzero.com to learn more about the ministry of TNET International. Thanks again for joining. See you next time.